Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Much of the Canadian province of British Columbia is rocky mountainous terrain along the Pacific Ocean, where historically... Getting from one place to the other sometimes is easier done by boat. And that's why the passenger and car ferry industry continues to thrive there today. Some of those routes can be quite lengthy. For instance, if you wanted to take your car from the northern coastline of British Columbia, say like Moresby Island, down farther south, after you pull onto the ferry, you can expect to sail for some seven hours. And there is some entertainment on board, with the ferry companies even offering Wi-Fi, but that has proven unreliable. And in an effort to improve that service, they've decided to just remove all the computer gear and shut it off, because there's no way to do Wi-Fi on those routes, so we give up. (laughs) And that's your entertainment right there, Cliff. That's exactly right. Would that not be the longest um, trip of your life right there? Yeah. Well, Cliff, I read this morning that police in Arkansas, I don't know yes. how you do this, but they did it. Yeah. They mistook someone napping for a dead body. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, people in Arkansas are still mistaking their cousins as spouses, too. So that, oh, no. that too, no. So. <laughs> no. Well, Cliff, we have a uh, question this morning right off the a bat question? from one of our uh, wonderful listeners here this morning. Okay, sure. Can we get a show of hands? Uh, any of you listeners, uh, you had a picture of weed in your head last night. Uh, Ralph, put both hands up. Okay. Uh, that'd be about it. All right. That's about it, Cliff. Just Ralph. <laughs> Ralph had both hands up. Yes. Because he had that picture of you in his head that he couldn't get out. He's been. Wonder what his wife? Wonder what his wife experienced. I don't know. That's kind of. There's been like. Um, Radio silence from Ralph this morning. You know, really? What I'm yeah, I can't, it's, I, can't, I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why either. Yeah, but it's like he's never heard of this program before. That's what he's acting like this morning. We <laughs> it seems like no matter what people decide to do around their house, if their neighbors are too close, the neighbors can and will find fault with whatever thing that they want to do is. Might be loud music. Might be mowing the grass at 6 a.m., might be fireworks, but no matter what it is, if the neighbors don't like it bad enough, they'll run to city government for help. In the city of Princeton, both the city council and the Board of Public Works and Safety can hear neighbor complaints. The Board of Works decides if the bad thing in the neighborhood is bad enough to be declared a public nuisance. And they can and do call on the expertise of people like the fire or police chief, the street commissioner, and so forth to make their decision. Which brings us to Gary Lozier, the director of engineering in the Canadian town of Quispamsis. He's an expert on property setbacks, land use issues, and other things pertaining to city business. But when town leaders fielded a complaint and a request for a new law restricting this activity inside city limits, he had to go get help. Apparently, several folks in town filed the complaint, saying too many other residents had beehives on their properties. Their complaint was not about the number of stings people were getting. It was about the volume of bee poop in town, which turns out stains cars, patio furniture, and clothing. 
by the way, bee poop is typically yellow flecks or globs that are dropped by the bee during what experts call a cleansing flight. I don't know that I've ever seen that in my life. Have you, Cliff? Not seen that on your car? I don't think I have. Well, my car's so dirty, it's kind of... Well, that's true, yeah. (laughs) Have you seen it on yours? I've seen it, and I didn't didn't know that it was bee poop, but now I've seen little yellow splotches on my car. Now that I've... Yeah, that's bee poop. The things I learned from you, Cliff. (laughs) Well, you know... Sheldon Cooper of radio and all. Well, it's usually about this stuff, but the things I do Ooh. learn, yeah. Yes, the Sheldon Pooper of radio. There you go, yeah. <laughs> well, Cliff got a voice message a few minutes ago from someone that we rarely, if ever, hear okay. from by a voice message. Lots of texting, but this yeah. is a little bit different. See what you think of this. Okay, sure. Wade, I got a bone to pick with you. This is Ralph's wife. This is Carolyn. He couldn't do anything last night. We were trying to cuddle, and all he could say was weed. Now, she says she has a bone to pick, Cliff, but she really doesn't sound that upset to me, really. No, it sounds like she... It's almost like a relief there, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That her husband couldn't do anything last night. Yes, just called out my name over and over. So, I think... (laughs) I think it's like a relief for her. Well, Cliff, I received a text message from our good friend... Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> he's still our good friend? Yeah, he's still our good friend. Oh, okay, because we've laid it on to him pretty good the past two days. Well, yes, we have. And he and, was, and, and that was and what it, the text was about, too. And it frankly, it left him unable to lay it on his wife. So <laughs> Yes, and um, he said that uh, yeah. since his wife got the last word, he's glad all of that mess is over with, and uh, yeah. he's... Sitting back, going to relax and enjoy the rest of the program. But okay. he forgot that uh, Phil McCracken yeah. has a little song for Ralph. Oh, no. That, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he kind of forgot that. So I think this is the perfect yeah. time, Cliff. Whenever oh. Ralph thinks it's over, it's we might as a... well spring it out there. Yeah. Okay. So this is for Ralph. Muskrat Carol and Muskrat Ralph. That weed in your head and I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> you know, that kind of take that as a shot against me there, Cliff, if you want to be yeah, honest was, about it. Yeah, there was a two-pronged attack there. You got you both. Why the heck did I even play that? That was stupid. <laughs> Morning, Weed and Cliff. Nick from Otwell checking in. Weed, I don't have a whole lot of phone signal down here where I'm working at this week, but after hearing what I've been hearing on the radio, I'm kind of wishing I didn't have radio reception. Hey, 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 hey. Wow. <laughs> That's not very nice. That's not very nice at all. We haven't even said anything about Nick from Otwell in there. Is it the and, song and you the, think he didn't like, Cliff, or the I, whole program? This, it, it might be all the discussion about truck driver Ralph and his visions of you dancing in his head last night last night yes because that's kind of continued today we've been discussing it today and frankly it's starting to turn my stomach a little bit so maybe we should move on maybe maybe that is true maybe (laughs) maybe nick's got a point there well how about we give and trust me if if nick vermontwell's stomach is turning there there, that might show up on the richter scale boy that's um (laughs) that's a laundry load of turning right there cliff i'm gonna tell you that I'm feeling kind of proud of myself this morning right now, Cliff. As bad as this program has been today, I'm feeling a little bit proud today right now. You see, any time, Cliff, someone that uh, 
wants to text us at 812-682-0520 on the yeah. anytime line and yeah. I can get into a discussion with them and somehow bring up the uh, sentence of my relatives playing banjo around them and <laughs> they reply with well this went south real quick <laughs> I feel like that's a celebration Cliff I saw on the news last night it popped on my uh, yeah. phone as I was looking around um, what's that the tallest man in the United States passed away at the age of 38 did you see that uh did not see that specifically what I saw was the second tallest man in the United States got a promotion. <laughs> oh. Well, the t- tallest one didn't get a promotion. Yeah. He got gone. That's right. Guess how tall this guy was, Cliff. Was he Was he approaching eight feet tall? Well, within four inches of that, seven foot eight. Yeah. That is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, NBA guys aren't even close to that. And I got to thinking no. when I read that last night. Yeah, that's a different kind of casket. That's a no. You're you're absolutely right. <laughs> How long is that thing going to be, Cliff? <laughs> Not only do you going to have a long casket, you're going to have to have a extended hearse. <laughs> and what, 114 pallbearers to carry that thing? Because it's probably gonna be, <laughs> it's going to be a long one. You better have a bunch of friends. Well, nobody asked me to do it, Cliff, but I stumbled upon this, and I think this could work <laughs> out really, really well for Country 98.1. Oh, really? I believe, Cliff, I have discovered okay. a DJ in waiting. A DJ in waiting? That's right. Okay. It's a, a local listener who I've been texting yeah. back and forth with him the last 10, 15 minutes yeah. and told me that um, just this morning... Yeah. He got in his son's truck, and it was yeah. thumping like it had a flat tire. And he was talking about the station that his son oh. was listening to. Which, so his his child was listening to a different station. Correct. Now, okay. this same man had yeah. a meeting just recently with all of his employees. I'm including yeah. his son was in there, too, yeah. where he stated all of their vehicles would be on Country 98.1 at all times. <laughs> And I'm not making that up. He had the meeting. So so basically, he told everyone who works for him, we're all listening to Country 98.1, but yet his own son was found listening to something else. Correct. And when I brought up... His employees aren't listening to him. Well, when I brought that up, he says, nobody listens to me. And I said, you would be perfect for radio here at Country 98.1. You're exactly right. He could be the star of this station. No one listens. Yes. So... (laughs) He would fit right in. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. I'd never heard of this profession before, Cliff, but it's a true profession that used to be no longer here. All right. A knocker-up, sometimes known as a knocker-upper, was a member of a very prestigious profession in Britain and Ireland that started during and lasted well into the revolutionary, industrial revolution. Okay. Their job was to rouse up sleeping people so those people could get to work on time. Because alarm clocks were not cheap at all back in the day, nor were they very reliable, and people had to get to work just like now, or they would get fired. And by the 40s and 50s, it started dying out, and by the 1970s, the last knocker-upper was taken out of commission. 
Well, that's not what I was expecting at all. No. <laughs> what they used, Cliff, was a, bat- yeah. a baton yeah. or a heavy short stick, and they would go yeah. to your house and knock on the windows to wake you up. And some of them would even wait until you got up. And then when the building started getting like, you know, three stories and four stories high, yeah. then they took little bamboo sticks, hollowed them out, and spit peas up at your window <laughs> to wake you up. So, so, who paid the salary of a knocker-upper? You did. You, oh, they charged you. You oh, you oh. got charged for the service. Ah, yes. Okay. And it was a quite lucrative job. How in the world the knocker-upper knew what time it was and when to get up? Yeah. I couldn't find that answer, Cliff. <laughs> At first, I thought sundial, and then I thought stupid. It's at nighttime. That's right. It's a daybreak. <laughs> it's yeah. a daybreak. Or in the middle, yeah. First shift starts early. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. As bad as this program has been, I'm kind of proud. <laughs> <laughs> number two, a cleansing flight, which is, by the way, what's it called when bees poop. <laughs> Always going to be number two. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. A rare call in from this person, and she chimes in at number one. It's Ralph's wife who said he couldn't do anything last night, just kept saying weed over and over and over. Well, I think that's a first for her. I think you're right. I think that's the first time she's been yeah. in the top three, Cliff. I believe you're right. Big day for her, I'm sure, whenever Ralph gets home, I'm he'll sh- hear about I'm this. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's still going to be going weed, weed, weed. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.